What's up, everybody? It's Hotline League episode 114. There's so much League of Legends action to talk about this week. So uh, much that we actually had to bring in an expert from across the pond, as it were, uh, to discuss the LAC action, too. Never seen a more exciting weekend of League of Legends than this past weekend. Just kidding, of course. A lot of crazy shit happening. Uh, but first off, why well, shout out Alienware for sponsoring the show. They do a lot for me. Uh, and I'm going to need them to do a lot as uh, my content dries up over the next month. We've got uh, Mark Zimmerman here. Mark, my Costa Hello. co-host, how's it going? Uh, it's going. <laughs> I'm someone who likes being busy, so this is this is not not enjoyable. You know, you say that, but I feel like every week I ask you, what you got going on? Anything? And you're like, nah. Like, you're a man who for months has just been working on personal projects at home, and now you're acting as though this is adversely affecting you. I like having my, like, four days on, three days off, and then on those three days off, I do other things. Now, without those four days on, it's just like, it's, it's almost like by having less constraints, I'm less motivated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where if it's like, I have three days to get X, Y, and Z done, then I'm like, Oh shit! When I have free time, I have to do it. And now it's like, bro, you <laughs> you might not work again for months. And you're like, all right, well, I'll just uh, well get around to it later. Then fuck it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I can understand the structure issues. Uh, our guest this week, I've wanted to have him on for a while. I've been planning on reaching out, and then this week I was just like, wait, this is the week to have <laughs> medic. A medical man on on Hotline League to discuss uh, what is perhaps one of the crazier things to happen to the sport in quite some time, at least in the West. Obviously, this has been happening over uh, in Asia for a bit, but Medic is here. Medic, what time is it there? Uh, it just went past 4 a.m., so okay. it's 10 past 4. And yeah, I see that you're quarantined and bunkered in based off of all those delivery shipment boxes you have in the background. You've just oh no, this this is just moving into my new place. I just haven't got rid of the boxes yet. Oh, okay. I built I built my bed last night, so oh it's, really? Uh, You've it's been moving just... like amid all this. Uh, I moved about two weeks ago, and my bed just arrived. So it's gotcha. been a bit of a, a crazy one. Where were you what sleeping? A mattress on the floor? Yeah, yeah, mattress on the floor. Mattress on the floor. Wow. Well, uh, first off, what's it? I mean, obviously we. I'll say I just went out a little bit ago and had to drive like a little five minute errand over to the UPS store to ship something. And for those that don't know, watching elsewhere in the world, LA just had virtually everything shut down uh, today. Officially the the word came in late last night and uh, you can only do takeout carry out or delivery options. If you want to eat from a restaurant or bar and groceries are open and everything, but uh, most retail businesses are closed and uh, I, it was rush hour, and I drove yeah, out at six wild. six p.m. to uh, this somewhat busy street near me that during rush hours just stacked up, and it was just empty. Um, and in L.A., it's been really rainy and dreary for the past week. So I don't know about you, Mark, but I get you look out the window, and it just it does feel a little apocalyptic. Yeah, uh, it is. It's one of those things too, where like my day to day isn't like super affected uh, because I spend most of my time in, inside, anyways. You know, my job is obviously not happening right now, which is a big change. But like, I would normally be sitting inside anyways, 
and I don't really eat out that often. So like, I don't feel it's that crazy. But then I was at the grocery store today and I saw like literally an hour ago and I saw two dudes just like sprint out of the store with groceries. They just robbed it. And I was like, what the Wait, fuck? Really? Where am I? <laughs> Yeah, they it was ridiculous. They just robbed the store? You saw people just stealing stuff yeah, from the grocery? Yeah, they sprinted out with shit still in, like, their carts. And then, like, this, the one of the cashiers followed them out and, like, took a picture of their car's license plate or something. And I was like, what, what? the fuck? Where? That's fuck crazy. Okay, yeah, just to be so, clear, like, that is not entirely representative of what I've done. That's <laughs> the, the first time I've heard anything of, of that. Elitzing has begun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was out yesterday shopping and did not see any theft or looting. Uh, did you end up walking out with your shopping carts and have people take photos of you, Travis? No, I did not. Okay. I mean, I did have a shopping cart with food in it, but I did not steal the things in it. No one was taking photos of me. Although it, it was great because um, uh, Nicole was trying, she encouraged me to go shopping because uh, Kobe and I don't keep food here. And uh, so she took me shopping and it was just crazy because we go around the corner and the bread aisle was just empty empty and the it's like do you want soup well i hope you like cream of clam because that's the <laughs> only thing that's left on the on the shelf dude that's uh, the best part you gotta start getting creative with your cooking i love it yeah well i made a that's what my cooking for me is getting creative so i don't that's that's the difference there mark well, but medic i want to know yes. what's it like over there um, well, I haven't actually been out really since we got the announcement on Friday that someone at the uh, studio may have had coronavirus. So I've had delivered dominoes, which got left at my front door and I had to leave a tip outside and they wouldn't <laughs> touch me or get close to me. And apart from that, I've just been in the house eating ice cream and building beds. So And dominoes? Uh, yeah, no, no, dominoes. no one has any contact now. So is is the Is Berlin shut down? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. grocery stores are open. Um, schools are closed. You can't go to a pub where you're not meant to go to a pub. Uh, I think they still held like some of the markets, but most of it is just keep to yourself, don't do anything. Um, and like I, I've been pretty strict on social distancing after there was a possibility I was exposed. So even if it wasn't shut down, it's definitely shut down for me. Yeah. And then you have uh, Florida. Oh yeah, I saw that party, video baby. of the beach. Yeah, yeah it cares. For those that haven't seen, there's a beach in Florida that just looked looked like it was Rio during some celebration. It just like packed. If of you're people. gonna go out, go out in style, you know. Uh, don't I? I want to be clear here, um, and maybe medic will expand upon this or whatever. But uh, it, it is like a super. I know some people. Actually, I was really disheartened because Courage today. For those that are familiar with him, he's a streamer. Uh, works with Hundred Thieves. He tweeted like, "Hey everyone, stay in." Uh, you know, it's just like the sensible things. Yeah. Uh, you could be putting people uh, at risk. It has right now 1.4K replies, and a ton of them are just... Uh, well, now the top comments are... Political. All these comments are from idiots, and then the comments below those <laughs> just, oh. are idiots who are just like, who cares? This is just hysteria, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, this is actually a serious thing. I think the, the thing that people need to realize is it's not about the fact that if you get infected, you might die, right? Obviously, that's a possibility. Yeah. But if you're young and healthy, it really, like, it's so unlikely. It's less than 1% mortality or something. I think it's like 0.02% if you're under 25. The issue is, is like, if a lot of people get infected and have to go to hospital, it's the burden of care, right? You don't have enough doctors to look after a 1,000 sick people on a day, right? You have enough doctors to look after a 100. 
So you have to slow the the rate of infection so that only a hundred people are getting like morbidly sick a day, so that you can actually keep up with it in terms of um, hospital care. It's the same with anything. Like if a thousand people try to go to the LCS on one day, you couldn't fit them all. But if you do a hundred over ten days, you can then fit them all. So it's flattening the curve of infection. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, I hope people are taking it serious. Uh, it is something to be taken yeah. serious. I, I don't think this is a political issue, even though some people have tried to, to make it one. Yeah, it I, just... I make jokes about it, one, just mostly because I try not to be depressed about it, you yeah. know? So, like, I'm self-quarantined out the ass for the most part, you know, only going out for groceries and stuff. Uh, but if I can maybe find a way to laugh about people in Florida being idiots, I'll make that joke. But yeah, otherwise, it's I mean, serious. I think it's it's fine to joke about, like, quarantine life and, you know, like, if, if everybody needs to let off steam and so jokes about having to sit in your home and play video games and how us gamers are so used to that. And I think that stuff is great. I just, I get disheartened yeah. when I see people who are literally like, this is just a, oh, it's so overblown and it's a, the it's media just are just overlooking. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of experts uh, oh. are saying some important things. Saying it's just the flu really amuses me as well, because the flu is like a huge problem in the medical field. Like so many people die from the flu every year. So just being like, oh, it's just the flu. It's fine. It's like, yes, it's the flu, but we, we don't have any vaccinations and we don't have any way of treating it easily. And we're not ready for it in the middle of fucking April. So, or so like March. Yeah. Yeah. It amuses me. Well, uh, I do want to talk about uh, is a very unique show for us because obviously no league happened this past weekend. Um, but I think that that in and of itself is a pretty good um, opportunity to discuss stuff. What does it mean whenever things get canceled or postponed last minute? Uh, what kind of effect is it having on different teams? And talk about some of the fun content that happened this past week. And I know LEC and LCS both had kind of community streams that were going on that kind of popped off, and that was quite fun to see. Um, and I think just generally, like, you know, maybe we can take some calls from people who just, you know, what – what they would like to see the leagues do, uh, whether it's go online, maybe even some of the reports said that LCS this weekend are, is trying to go online. I think Slasher was tweeting that that right, and the team owners were looking into ways to have it happen similar to what LPL does with refs at the different facilities. So I think just a lot to talk about there, um, even down to and I, I look. I want to cautious. You know, we just talked about how serious this is. I don't want us to turn this, or I don't want people to think that we're trying to um, not, you know, like we're talking about issues that we shouldn't be focusing on or anything like that. But I think, you know, real conversations we have around um, if, like if you're Team Liquid, is this like a, obviously Blessing the quarantine itself is not a good thing, but is this an opportunity where like they might actually have a better chance because now they've got more time? Um, you know, interesting topics like that, I think for sure. This is just something we haven't seen before. Um yeah. So, Mark, I don't know if you want to you want to dive in on how the show works. Yeah. So for people who have not seen the show before, uh, it is a live call in show. So you can actually come in and talk to us. I'm spamming the discord link where we're hanging out. Uh, when you get there, go join pleb calls or pleb calls Two or sub calls. And when you get there, you're going to post your topic in the text channel, which is pleb topics and subtopics. Uh, if we like your take, you know, try to make sure it's a take and not just a question. I mean, I guess questions are a little bit more acceptable this episode. Um, with having Medic here, uh, you know, he'll be able to answer some of the health-related questions probably better than than we can. Uh, so 
think questions are slightly more acceptable this week. And then, uh, yeah, if we like what you're asking, we'll pull you onto the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. And then we will do a quick mic check and pull you into the air to talk with us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if I want to go too far down the road of questions, calling, calling people calling in saying, I've got a cough diagnosis <laughs> right now, medic, but... Uh, yeah. I think I think you know, kind of inform people have general questions about what this what this whole thing is. If we want to take one or two of those, I think that'd be fine too. So, uh, by the I way, do if you a hundred dollars an interview. Yes, so yeah, know. exactly. He's he. If you are in America, unfortunately, there will be a, a fee uh, for this. Yeah, yeah copay, and he uh, depending on what services and advice he gives you, you will also receive a bill for several thousand dollars afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> Subtopics chat, by the way, uh, if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, support your creators, please, during this time, because a lot of uh, folks are freelancers, and if events and stuff, even outside of League, if events and stuff are getting canceled, a lot of people don't know that uh, creators and influencers get paid for, you know, uh, things like E3 appearances for sponsors or whatever. We we were I talked about this in my announcement video, but we had a live hotline League that Alienware was going to do with us, and that's canceled so you know like we're uh, obviously it's much bigger deal for in most cases for servers and waiters and all those folks right now but it is a, an interesting time for a lot of people in a lot of different ways so do you want me to uh, grab a caller yeah. yeah let's do it let's see um so a couple quick shout outs oh and by the way hopefully we don't have any any issues but i was talking a little bit before the stream about how kobe and i have been having weird ping issues with our internet today which is you know, kind of the worst time when we're all shuttered up together in the apartment to have these issues. So I don't know what's going on there, but um, looks like Mark is back with Rec. Rec, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Matsuyama in southern Japan. Whoa! Wow, that's cool. What time is, what it, time there? is it there? It is twenty minutes past noon on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. In the future. Well. Weird. Yeah. Oh, time what time. is actually maybe a quick question? What's it like over there right now? Uh, so I mean, I work in schools, and all the schools are closed across the whole country. So I'm not doing anything. Uh, it's a bit worse up in the north by like Tokyo and stuff, but here there's there's not much to be honest. So like restaurants are open and stuff like that because in LA, like Travis was saying, pretty much everything got shut down. Is is outside schools being shut down? Is it is it normal in air? Yeah, quotes? yeah, everything's pretty much the same. I mean, people are a lot more people are walking around in masks and stuff. But again, I don't know what it's like in Tokyo. Tokyo and up in the northernmost island, Hokkaido, it's actually the worst. But mm. here, there's not much, not much change. Cool. I do see we're uh, lagging a bit, so or dropping some frames. So I'm going to lower the bit rate and see if that helps. Um, don't know what's going on there. Well. Either way, uh, Rick, thanks for calling in. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So basically my idea was that if TL or to maybe a lesser extent, any other non-Cloud9 team wins, the community will not view it as legitimately as they would normally because of all the disruption from coronavirus. Basically the idea that like, oh, you know, they were floundering and playing poorly, but then they kind of got this break and I mean, it's kind of bad phrasing, but like they were saved by the virus in a sense. Interesting. Yeah. I, by the way, Medic, what is there a, a similar situation? I feel like everybody's been bunched up a little bit more over in LEC as I've been keeping an eye on it from over here in the standings. 
Yeah, things are still super close here. I mean, like G2, Fnatic, and Origin look like our top three, but there's like one or two wins between them. Um, so I, I, there's no real standout that could be caught up to. Everyone is pretty much in the same pack. What's the um, general feel of the European scene on C9? Because uh, in North America, there's a feel that's like, well, these guys are incredible. The season's probably a little bit weaker, but they are uh, pretty good. Uh, and so I think a lot of North American fans were kind of getting ahead of themselves and be like, oh, man, I can't wait to see C9 at an international competition. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't know if, if you know, Europe was like, ah, oh, whatever, we got three teams at that level or, or how, how the European scene feels. I think generally we're all really excited by C9. They look like a really good team and just watching them, like obviously there's always the proviso that people will say, especially European fans, which is, oh, it's only LCS, right? But I think a lot of the casters and a lot of the analysts here, like we respect the LCS quite a lot as a league. Um, they remind me a lot of what G2 were last year for Europe, just like a dominant team that can really challenge on the world stage. Um, and I think... To me, they would be like top three, top four in Europe. They'd be fighting with like the G2's Origins and Fnatics for those top spots. So overall, I was really excited to see them at MSI and like see how they could challenge, especially after like Team Liquid dominance for so long in terms of attending international events. Cool. Well, yeah, so, so I mean, back to yeah, back to the point. This kind of reminds me of a call that we had recently about if C9 went to. MSI and really performed well or or won or something, would people take it seriously given the uh, delays that have happened in LPL and LCK or postponements and all that stuff? I don't know. Uh, I think it kind of depends on how long this goes on for, right? If the teams are able to get back in action this weekend, is it really a situation? Like, Rec, would this be opinion an opinion that you would hold, or do you think it's just something that other fans would hold? I don't think it would be particularly justified because I think, I mean, we kind of view placements as the judgment of team strength, but like one one week making a big difference, realistically, it shouldn't, right? Like if they managed to get things together in a week, well, then I think they were a strong team anyway. They just kind of had some issues, right? And if one week is all it takes for them to get better, then I think they would be deserving of praise, but there would always be that asterisk like, oh, this was the split where everything went to shit because of the coronavirus. So, you know, they got five in a row, but the fifth one was kind of iffy, would be the idea. that like You I mean, you would see it on like Reddit posts and stuff, which you can yeah. argue about how much Reddit matters, but... I, I think for me, the, the major thing comes in when you look at like MSI and Worlds, right? Because at the moment, MSI is slated for... I think it's start of July. Uh, yeah. That's what the announcement was. And there is going to be an asterisk over this MSI purely because it's in the middle of summer split. And what if you have a team that places first in spring and then is doing poorly in summer? Is it, a, is it still a good MSI? What if uh, regions haven't resumed, you know, actually on stage performances by them? Like, we don't actually know exactly how long all of the suspension is going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to last for. So it, it is a very sucky situation, but I think we are going to get to a point where you kind of have to suck up the people that say there's an asterisk over this year in League of Legends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and definitely at least like in in region, you know, it's it's a little bit harder to do that because like you can say like, oh, L we're off now, but LPL has been off forever and now they're yep. only playing region, like uh, online games. Uh, but for North American fans, only concerned about the C9 narrative or the TL narrative or whatever, like the entire scene went through the exact same bumps in mm -hmm. North America and Europe and stuff like that. So at least regionally, I don't think there should really be 
I mean, you will, of course, have to be like, you know, when I'm talking about this on the dive in a year, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was the Corona season uh, Mm -hmm. where like everything was wonky. But but I don't think um, there should be too much weight put on that just because, um, you know, okay, maybe TL rounds the corner or something or C9 collapses or I don't know what else could happen. Uh, TSM turns out to be incredible. Like those are things that could have potentially happened anyways, uh, you know, because it's not like this happened like the, the week before finals and then we picked it up again. This mm-hmm. is still with two weeks of regular season left and a long playoff. So uh, I think any improvements or uh, slumps that could have happened could have happened anyways. Well, it depends on the that, team, right? Sorry. Like TSM yeah. making it to the finals and winning is going to be a lot less suspicious than CLG having an insane <laughs> random miracle run that gets them into playoffs through playoffs and they win. People are going to be like, I feel like that extra time helped about just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be like, what was everyone else doing to become so bad that CLG, and I think CLG is okay now with, with Pobelter, by the way, but like to suddenly, they have to basically win out, everyone else lose. I think they're not mathematically, like, I don't know. It'd be so far-fetched that at that point, there's bigger storylines than like what happened because of the delays. Do you think it changes depending on how long the delay is as well? Like for me, if, if the delay is only a couple of weeks, then it's like, well, everyone has the same the same space to like work in and to develop in. But if it's say five or six weeks, and this is purely off the top of my head, I haven't been told anything. There's no like, right, I haven't said to me, this is how long it's going to be. But when you get to that sort of length, that can create like basically a boot camp for a team that we'd see before Worlds or something like that. And that's when it becomes more of a proviso to, I have to say, there was coronavirus here and we had this long break. Yeah. Assuming it stretches on and like, because in my head, I'm holding out hope that like within one or two weeks, everything just kind of happens online. Yeah. And you will have to be like, okay, all this happened online. That's a little sus, but at least it wasn't this massive disruption. If it's like a month before we see these teams again, then at that point, kind of all bets are off because so, I, I think a lot can happen in a month. Well, I think that's the most recent announcement, isn't it? I think they said that they were going to try and do online matches starting next weekend. Well, I, it's that's not an announcement. It was reported, I think, by Slasher. I don't think they've said anything officially, oh, okay. right? I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that I haven't up. heard anything officially, so yeah. I hope I would know by now. I mean, they kind of hinted at that in the, the announcement uh, that that Greeley posted um, because there's an announcement and then he kind of replied to it. Uh, let me see if I can find it while we're doing, but the, it seemed as though he was insinuating that they were going to try to make it happen uh, very soon. So we'll see how things go. Oh, he wrote uh, FYI, we are looking to shift our play to remote games, i.e. teams not on site and get the LCS back as soon as possible with the move of finals to the LCS arena. Our schedule is now more flexible to finish spring split. So as soon as possible, Looking shift to remote play, it's, it implies that, like, hopefully they'll make this happen in the next week or two. So um, we'll have to see how things go. But I feel like that's a, that's a safe bet. Um, yeah. Well, so assuming that they can get these things working in a week or two, I don't think um, there should be any significant asterisks or, or conversation around that. But I, I do think uh, it starts getting into a month or mm-hmm. more, you start having having more significant concerns. Hey, Rick, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, not in particular. Just thanks for having me on, and everyone stay the fuck home. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. Good advice. Good yeah. advice. Yeah. All right. See you guys. All right. 
Uh, on to the next caller. I want to give some shout-outs really quickly while we're doing that to some subs. Thank you, by the way, so much for the subs, everybody. Your subs. I saw a bunch of people gifting subs to Ovali, for instance, when she was doing her uh, stream this past weekend with the teams. That's actually so helpful. I think it's really cool that folks are, are doing that type of stuff. Uh, but thank you to RealFoxy1, Boogles, Kiwi Mullet Boy, Smilsap917, Akira NB, Nero. Hi, Nero. Derek, Shancy, the One Fish to Heal, Elo Wero, Shield Dynasty, Deezy, and Mandalorian 5584. It looks like we got Sean here. Sean, where are you calling from? Hey, how's it going? I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, you are you were you on the beach today? No, that's going to be tomorrow if they don't close them. Oh, please don't do that, Sean. <laughs> John, what do you what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I just want to talk about double lift and how I think everyone's been a little bit too harsh on him this season. Um, because in the it, the reality of it is is that uh, spring split doesn't look like it's actually going to matter. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So this is kind of a twofold take because you're saying spring split doesn't matter. I assume you're implying that it matters even less now because of the the outbreak, but are you also, but then you also think that like, I don't know. It sounds like you're saying double lift was okay with saying this. <laughs> um, not necessarily. I'm just joking. Mark pulled me into me. Mark pulled me into meme. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, there's some credit, obviously we just talked about, um, like the pros and cons of continuing the season or DLCS split. Um, so I don't need to go too far into that, but, I just think it's funny that he predicted all this. I don't yeah, know if he I predicted mean, all this. Uh, but no, do you, I do you actually... Say, Corona seems really serious. Yeah. Sean was on camera. But... <laughs> Sean, what do you actually... Uh, like, do you actually have a, a stronger take on on this? Like, do you um, actually think Spring Split won't matter? I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's going to be on hold... If Spring Split matters for the LCS, it's not going to matter for too many of the other major regions. Um, so once you take that into MSI, um, and even longer into Worlds or any other international events, I just see the importance of it all kind of tapering off. Um, if you give TL breathing room to come back, and they do, and they win it all again, everyone's going to say, you know, fixed league or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't, um, I don't think people will be too harsh on the Team Liquid guys for that. Maybe they would, but uh, I do think it is funny that Double was saying Spring Split doesn't matter. Now all this happens. <laughs> do we have a, a a TL take, Mark? Um, I don't think so. Maybe maybe we should I just. Since, since Sean mostly came into meme, maybe we can sort of turn this into a TL <laughs> take, which is just, is this going to actually help the team out a lot? Uh, Steve was in the chat and so earlier whenever I mentioned this sort of jokingly at the at start of the show, and he said, yes, hopefully. Uh, so <laughs> I think it is a situation where the delay can kind of help them going. Because uh, I think what everybody was saying is they just need more time. They just need more time. They just need more time. Here, yeah, I think if... Go ahead. Um, if any team's going to benefit from it the most, it's either going to be TL or CLG. I mean, yeah. uh, TL is a proven team with almost the same uh, 
team dynamic, they're just having issues with split. Um, other well, teams, you know, they're I kind did. of already there. Apparently, I did pull a caller that was TL. Oh, yeah, I did pull one. Hot. Okay, we're killing this conversation then. <laughs> My bad, dude. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Well, uh, but okay, let's just, we'll, we'll swim or we'll finish up the conversation by talking about spring split. I think spring split matters more to LCS and LEC, given that they've had the vast majority of their regular split go as long as they can conclude this in a realistic way. Like if we wait a month and then rush through playoffs or something like that, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but let's say that happened. That I think will make Spring Split feel a little cheaper, but I mean you can't really take away from Cloud Nine what they've accomplished in LCS, and I'm sure Medic, you would say that the LEC teams over there have had really real storylines going on up until all this. Oh, definitely. I, I think there is a, a wider argument whether Spring Split should exist as a as a concept and whether we should just have a year long split. But I'm not sure that like, this is the place to have that conversation right now if we're talking about Team Liquid and such. Um, but I mean, like G2 and Fnatic and Origin will all want to win the split. Misfits have gone from being a team with like three rookies on it to still to being in fourth place in week eight, right? Like there's some great storylines. And if they can continue through that, then it's, it's going to be great. But having finals not in a main venue and such is always going to temper the experience of winning this year, even if someone like Misfits does win. Yeah, it is a little disappointing for the teams that have done. Like if Cloud9 makes it through all this and then... Yeah, you know they they just win in like an empty arena or even crazier just online in their at office. Home. Yeah, it's so funny. They fucking win and they're popping off in their like little <laughs> their webcam their... feeds or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, Skype call with all five of those guys <laughs> with Obli. Yeah. I'm ready for everyone else to feel the pain that I feel producing this show every week as. Skype calls drop during uh, epic post game interviews uh, and all that. See, stuff. they'll use Zoom though, Travis. So no, the Zoom does not work as well. <laughs> People are I can figure confirm this out. that Academy. Remember, Academy used to have those like post game interviews, uh, and like Challenger had those. Oh yes, those are with Skype. I can confirm. Okay, yes, exactly. And uh, the the lighting is just going to look so bad on some of the. It's just it's going to be interesting. People, I honestly feel like teams right now should be ordering nice cameras, some nice lights. Like, who knows how long this stuff is going to go on for? It might not be a bad idea to like actually try to create like the best possible experience, broadcast experience, having people play remotely. Yeah, I doubt they're even going to take feeds. I think that it would be like a skeleton. If I had to guess, it would yeah. be a, like a pretty skeleton broadcast. But they could. But, uh, all your teams are based in LA, right? Yes. Yeah. And you have like a bunch of cool facilities there. I mean, like I, I think it's probably easier for you guys to set up. A yeah, because you guys have teams. Some of the LCS fans might not know, but you guys have teams that are like flying into Berlin on the weekends, right? Yeah, Origin are based in Denmark, and Excel are based in London. Like even for week eight, Origin we're going to play from Denmark online. Um, Do you and... have any insight into what the ping situation looks like whenever they're that far away? Uh, from the UK, it's thirty ping if you have good internet. So okay, so that's fine. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, Sean, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to our next caller? Uh, not really. Shout out to Alienware, Guts for Kobe. Um, hope this blows off quickly and everyone can go back to work. Thank you for everything you do. Have a good one. You as well. I will say uh, for Riot, this is probably 
for them, the worst timing that, I mean, maybe Worlds is worst timing to actually have like their major event. It, it might, maybe it lasts long enough to impact Worlds, but at least in terms of like, hey, we've made this new spring split, the little different format. We know we took away championship points, but it really still matters. And then to have this happen feels yeah. like. Yeah. Do you have a call about like what this could mean long term? Uh, dude, stop asking me these kind of questions. Like, <laughs> I have to like uh... seven people, and then I have to have a conversation with you. I don't remember everyone I pulled for every like exactly what their take was. I know. I just I I like to sometimes spin off into other ramp conversations, you know, and uh, I don't want to. There's another show for that. It's called State of the League. I should bring it back. Bring it back. I'll we'll get the next person. Okay. While he's doing that, let's take a look at some subs. Thank you to RetaCS1, Pluto7443 for uh, 23 months in a row. Smoke Dog, Stahil gifted a sub to Medic Cass. Congratulations, Medic, on your sub. Oh, really? It's a very big <laughs> deal for you. Welcome to the. Thanks. Tony you can Gagin enjoy all, our, all the horrible emotes. They're great. Uh, Gooly Pete. Am I saying that correctly? That is correct. And you've called in before? Uh, yeah, last time I got shit on, so hopefully it goes better this time. Why who? Oh, no. Who who shit on you? Uh, everyone. <laughs> Literally everyone. Okay, well, let's let's see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> I'm what, curious what, what it was. Yeah, what was your topic? No, 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 I don't want to ask him. Because I don't want... Like, people will start spamming hang up already. Let's give him a fresh blank slate. Okay. What What do you want to talk? And then we'll ask at the end what it was. Uh, what do you want to talk about on this show? Uh, so my take was uh, basically like, other than the bummer of not having like hype as fuck finals in Texas, which would really be cool. Uh, would playing online matches really be any different than regular LCS, since all the teams are basically located near the stadium? Anyway? Well, for LCS, we just were talking about it might be a little bit different for LEC. Um, but and maybe not that different, right? Because the ping core. isn't that crazy. So will it be different? I think so. I think playing from the studio, from your offices, probably is going to feel a little different. You're not walking out onto a stage. I don't know if it makes it better or worse, right? Because like scrims, like are you going to be more prone to do the wacky shit that you do in scrims? Because you're so you're sitting in the same chair and setup that you scrim in, and we all know these teams do weird shit there. Or are you going to be able to bring, you know, same level of seriousness that you would bring during LCS matches? And that was kind of what I was curious about is like if teams would fuck around and do some wild shit more or if they would like take it seriously like it's legit LCS game. Yeah. Yeah, I think my my guess would be that it is dependent on the person, which is a very shit boring take but uh like people do play differently like, some people really feed off the crowd energy and like yeah. the stage and like the fact it's a totally different environment and they harness that to play better some people it affects negatively on uh curse for example in season four we a lot of us had like nerves and like void boy would like go to the bathroom and throw up beforehand i still think he played fine but i don't think he played as well as he did on scrims and stuff so like if there's anyone like that in the LCS right now, I assume that this is a better change because you don't have quite as much like build up and all these things, you know, the comfort levels there. Um, I would expect probably a little bit looser and bloodier games, but not substantially because 
you still had some pretty intense scrim sets i remember back in the day and i imagine it's like that i i do wonder if you'll have um some players who feel less comfortable because you have to introduce like are, are there going to be referees with the teams how do you sort out like having uh white noise and such if you need that like how do you make sure that the coach isn't talking to them during the games there's going to be all of these extra provi- provisos that have to be enforced if you want to have competitive integrity and i wonder if some players will feel uncomfortable in their own homes uh in yeah. like quotation marks and that could actually make it more difficult for them to play because you do always hear of scrim gods and nuke duck is one of them here in in europe and he never really performs to the same degree on stage but i wonder if he would perform well online or whether he would have to adjust to this new setup so medic the majority of lcs teams are in in offices now and lec the majority are still in houses right I think a lot have moved to offices, especially the big teams. So like G2, Fnatic, um, Origin have their own office. XL are in office. Um, I don't know about like uh, the Vitalities and SKs and such, but we definitely the majority of them have moved to office setups. Because I feel like the office thing makes it feel a, at least a little closer to the studio than like you walk out of the bathroom, that's sit true. down in the living room that's just got four, five computers in it and you play out you know, the semifinals of, of LCS spring split. Like that is, that's a little weird, right? Yeah. And you've got like a ref just hanging out on the couch waiting for the games to start. Yeah. And do you get into like your actual clothes or do you wear your pajamas? Is someone walking around with fluffy slippers, right? Like it's, it's going to be very strange. Yeah, I would be, I would kill it. I'm so good at my PJs, but (laughs) jeans and it's over. You know, what's an interesting idea. It came over with a different Jersey from the other team that was playing. What's that? It'd be especially funny if they came in with a jersey of the other team that was yeah. black. I mean, I assume... Well, So I, I'm guessing, and this is what I was about to bring up, the teams will probably create content out of this, right? Like, so, especially in LCS, we have so many of our teams have, like, the, the behind-the-scenes video documentary. I think there's maybe too many of them. But you got to imagine that, like... Well, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be nervous about sending in the video people. It's one more person to have in the room. Uh, you know, and and perhaps increase the risk as you get go from five to six to seven to ten or twelve That's people. True. So it's like, do you, if you're a team, do you even send in video people to kind of film this and tell that story? I feel like some will and some won't. I mean, legally I in Europe, um, Austria have banned meetings of more than five people. So even that you wouldn't be allowed to, and, and none of our teams are based in Austria, but you never know how that's good, like whether that law is gonna. Start spread to Germany or go well, to what, Denmark. Or... And I've been thinking about this a lot recently. It, it feels as though like anytime one business or government takes one step forward in the containment thing, everyone else does it within the next 24 to 70 yeah. uh, two hours. So, uh, you know, I wonder if like, how do you run this if you can't have more than five people in a location? Yeah, I think you, you. That's why I was thinking you'd probably end up really skeleton crew, right? Where it's like the five players, the coaches, and that's it. I, I guess you'd have to put a ref there. Um, yeah. I know Academy doesn't, you know, put refs right there. Um, actually, did Academy? Did they have refs in the voice call? I think they might have had that before. Maybe I'm tripping. What am I thinking of? There was a time where, where they were like uh, something I was watching would have refs in your voice channels. Like if you're all on Discord or Slack or whatever that you are not Slack, 
Discord or Skype or Vent or whatever, they would have uh, a, a ref in there. But that might have been a different tournament series. That I, I mean, that, that's probably going to be how, if leagues are run online, it has to be done, right? Because like, Europe has closed borders to a lot of places now. So mm. like, how would you get a referee to Denmark or to England? I don't know the exact laws around like how, how much travel is allowed right you now. You can find a referee that's anyway. already in Denmark or, Le- or England. Yeah, I think we only have about six referees in the LEC. So yeah, but you I start all, training yeah. them. You know, yeah, whenever that's there's true. You're good, yeah. You're right, in, the, you're right. in the Wild West, you could deputize people. Uh, you put a little star on them, and then they become a law official. Maybe that's what'll happen now. The, yeah, uh, just, the commissioners. One of the officials friends is unsurprisingly the uh, origin referee. <laughs> Make a little test uh, with the. Because there's there's a rule book, you know. Study the rule book. Here's a little test. Take the test, and now you you too are an LCS referee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, um, so here I've got a follow up question. Do you sure. think it would be worth it to try to push for something like that, like all online games where it's like actual legit LCS t- game? I mean, I think that's what they're doing, right? Like that's kind of what we were just talking about. Is it sounds like that's what I mean? That's what LPL had to do, and with LEC and LCS in the situation that they're in. I mean, even the even the teams uh, are shuttering some of their offices and stuff and tweeting about it for some reason. I don't understand, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's where we're headed to, at least for the short term. Any league is better than no league, in my opinion. So no, I'd and much I mean, I, to have something happening again. Yeah, like sure. a, I, I'm not going to ask Mark because he he's getting annoyed. But unless we have another caller, I think one interesting discussion is <laughs> is <laughs> is about you know are esports able like. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a video about this, but um, you could... There, I had a tweet at me uh, that I retweeted recently that was about how... like ESPN. What is ESPN going to air? They're, all their leagues are canceled, and their other content is all discussing what is happening in we those leagues. We do have an ec- economic uh, impact of this for league, and I'm sure that's when we can broaden out if you want. You mean call? what i say okay sorry yeah hey, gully pete i said topic thanks so much for calling in anything you uh you want to talk about or anything uh, you want to say here at the end <laughs> thank you alienware and movement and uh keep doing what you're doing hopefully you can get some good content so did i ask you where you were calling from oh uh columbus ohio columbus ohio thanks so much for the call thank you bye um you want to take a quick break mark you don't want to do one more we can, I guess we can do one more because we started a little late. I yeah, usually cool. do it in the first hour. I like your hair. Oh, he's gone. Everybody look at Mark's hair. He's got, I don't know what he's got going on there. It's different, definitely different than normal. Lil, Lil Concon 94, thank you for the sub uh, auto variants, the slather puss. GNC <laughs> SG sent a thousand bits. But hopefully I get on the show tonight. I don't know if you will, but uh, it's not my decision and Oh, wait, you're in the waiting room. Congrats. Synthetica's here. Synthetica, welcome back to the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I am calling from Vermont. Vermont. And I remember the last time you were on, you tried to uh, prank me. So hopefully this is not a prank call. Wait, what? I don't remember that. Okay. What do you want to talk about on the show? I I think I'm being falsely accused. Um, I wanted to talk about how... Uh... Uh, because all leagues have at this point got disrupted, there really shouldn't be any major asterisks on international performances, at least in terms of like what league wins 
And if anything, the Western leagues, LEC and LCS, are going to be the most disadvantaged in international performance. Interesting. Okay, why would the Western leagues be more disadvantaged? Um, well, because just based on the timeline of when when international events are coming, the Western leagues are having like, or you know, the Western regions are having the more major disruptions closer to those events. I mean, China, it looks like it's sort of on the the downward. Like they've, it looks like they've gotten over the hump. Um. And Korea, I mean, just looking at it, it, looks like they've done a pretty good job containing their outbreak, whereas here it looks like we're still on our way up, and we don't know even still what the full impact is going to be. So I would think, if anything, and I'm not saying it will, but if anything, the disruption here is going to be worse. LZK is still suspended, correct? Yeah, yeah. but I, th- yeah. I think she she's talking more broadly about the actual status of the outbreaks in each region. Um which is, and Medic, this is probably more your, if you've been following the world news, because I haven't been following too closely. But what I've read very briefly and watched was that China had a really aggressive quarantining policy that uh, seemed to be relatively effective and is is a step ahead of of the the West. I think um, you have kind of two different case scenarios in China and in South Korea. Uh, China had a very quick peak because obviously they like they were the first people to catch it and then they heavily quarantined and so that peak has gone down a huge amount and they've been able to restrict it basically starve out the virus whereas in south korea because they've been very um on the ball with testing they plateaued relatively early on i think it was about 10 to 12 days after they got their thousandth case that they're sitting between sort of like five to seven thousand cases or so um so I think both of them have been very good at, like, well, China a little bit more aggressive in their strategy in treating it, but they've been able to like mitigate a lot of the long-term disruption from it. Um, Europe, of course, is kind of trying to do that at the, at the moment, but you have places like Italy that are continuing to are continuing to exponentially grow, and then America. Honestly, I'm really not sure what you guys are doing. We're <laughs> we're not sure what we're doing. It's a shit we don't show. even have tests, as I understand our, it. Our like... president called it the China virus today, so we're just falling apart. Um, yeah. yeah, people can't get tested here. Yeah, so. testing is really difficult. You can't really get tested until you have like the later symptoms, like struck, having a hard time breathing and stuff like that in some areas, and uh, it just it, it there's not. There's a lot of mixed messaging and misinformation out there, unfortunately. So Yeah, my, my major concern for you is you're following, well, I say you for America, is that you seem to be following a similar curve to Italy, and they went from 10,000 to like 20,000 cases within a couple of days. Um, so you guys are at day 11, I think, since your first confirmed case, and at day 20, they were at like 20,000 cases. So yeah. I'm yeah, a little, yeah. little concerned. And, and I don't understand any of this very well, but it does seem weird to me that, you know, we can't even test people. And so, like, how can we, I mean, I, there's some modeling and these kinds of things that you can do, but it does feel like, well, honestly, do we even know how bad it is in our own country if we can't, like, test people who are like, oh, I'm sick. Do I have yeah. this pandemic or do I, did I just get sick at the same time with something normal? Yeah. No, I think this the, is the, like, oh, go ahead, Max. Sorry. sorry. I think it's the balance you always have to strike because um, we only know confirmed cases anywhere in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. they, there could be a huge amount of people who just think they have a small flu, stay at home for five days, they have an unconfirmed case and they're fine, right? 
Yeah. Um, so it, it, there's always going to be a little bit of uh, uncertainty around the whole thing. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, the test is an easy test to do, and I don't understand why it's not happening more. So I actually, I think I agree that um, in terms of long-term impact, the Europe and US may be feeling the effects of coronavirus for a lot longer, partly because we're trying to flatten the curve and have less people infected per day, but over a longer period of time, and partly because um, in America's case, uh, the the testing itself seems to be a little bit lacking. I mean, England is like totally fucked up on how they're treating it as well. Sorry, language totally screwed up on how they're treating it as well. We drop f bombs and shit like fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, England is like um, they're trying to get herd immunity, but the problem with herd immunity is it works if you're using a vaccination because people don't get the full full disease. Um, It doesn't really work when everyone gets coronavirus it's just yeah. like that's just not how herd immunity should work yeah her 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 immunity strangely strangely enough yeah. we, the crazy thing is not, not to go too far into the politics but i do find it quite funny that like we've banned america's banned all travel uh from europe except for from the uk so I, I, maybe they maybe the the uh, yeah they banned it from the uk uh, like oh, last today. week it did take them a few extra days though okay so. interesting well thank you for the update don't want to spread thank you for the, it's our special relationship we have you want us to share coronavirus yes. with you and we want yes yeah exactly it's donald uh, trump's clone you know yeah on the other side jesus okay anyway so uh, oh, by the way, the other thing I just wanted to mention is uh, Wild, who is uh, a woman who helps us out with the stream and the show and all that stuff. She's actually went to Korea recently. Uh, hopefully she doesn't mind me sharing this as uh, to teach English. And she's just been at home for the past month as she moved over there because the school hasn't started. And so she's just hanging out uh, at home dealing with all this stuff. So it's very interesting, but back to Synthetica's question, which is, will the different, uh, will the different regions have different levels of impact on this? So for LPL, it's been started up. It's going to go probably just fine up until MSI or whatever, unless something goes uh, backwards again in, in, in China, uh, with the situation, will they be in a better situation than perhaps, the, the regions that are getting it later and dealing with the stuff later. Uh, I think it's hard to say so far out in advance, right? Because if everything gets cleared up by, I think they were talking about the, the rumors I've heard, or maybe they've said it publicly sometime in, in July or midsummer for um, MSI. So if that ends up happening, um, maybe everything will be good by then. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a bit Especially, I mean, LCK is still out of commission, right? So it's going to impact the, the regions a little differently. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's obviously kind of hard. I mean, like one, I'm, this is totally not my wheelhouse, so I can't be like, oh, yeah, this is how things kind of go with viruses. But at least from what I understand, I kind of agree with Synthetica that... Um, Assuming these kind of international competitions are even possible come when they're supposed to happen, uh, it does feel like China is getting over this hump a little bit faster, uh, whereas LCS is just beginning to feel the effects of it. And even if we can play online quickly because we are more localized, China does actually is spread out and they, they have to travel and stuff. Um, or it was a part of their their regular schedule was to travel to different like places to play. Um, because they had some geolocation going on. Like, 
I still think they're probably going to get back to actually playing in person faster uh, if that can happen by summer. But like once again, I don't know anything about any of this. I just assume that China is ahead of the curve on when normalcy and air quotes can return. I mean, at the very least, from a league perspective, they are quote unquote ahead of the curve because they already right yeah because yeah. they yeah, cause they, they ended their league or they postponed their league, delayed it, then moved to this new system. Uh, you know, LCK then that hit right around the time LPL was starting. They've had to delay, and now we're doing this over in LEC and LCS. So from that perspective, at the very least, we're ahead of the curve. Yeah, I just want to I just want to put out, you know, the the main part of my take was that I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, if anything the west is going to be worse affected, I think, but I don't think we should necessarily consider any region disadvantaged at this point. Uh, you know, if the you can say maybe if we have to do online games longer here, we don't have like more recent stage experience, maybe that's a problem, but I think, you know, we've all had this disruption and you know, people were saying before then, you know, if Cloud9 wins, well, is there an asterisk after it? Now there's definitely not, I think, because now we've all hit this. Now we've all lost some time and we're getting disruption to our schedules. Well, I, I don't know, Mark or Medic, if you have a response to that. Yeah. I think the, the asterisk for me is not around uh, one team was given an advantage over other teams. I think it's around like the league as a whole or just League of Legends as a whole for the year, right? Like, especially if there are long delays, it's like, was that actually consistent with the performances of League of Legends as a, as a worldwide entity over the last few years? Like, was it does it does winning Worlds twenty twenty equate to winning Worlds twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen? In the same way, season one Worlds is not the same as season seven Worlds. Is don't say that you're going to get Mark 10. excited. What, what? Season, there's Mark been, there is no season one world now. Yeah, yeah. okay sorry season, <laughs> season one world champion whatever it was called at the time league of legends championship worlds but um yeah it's not about although it, it could become about whether or not one region was disadvantaged or not it's more to to me this year of league of legends we didn't hit the pinnacle of league because teams weren't able to get there because of the disruption yeah i think that's that's where i agree too is it's there's just a big asterisk on this year as a whole for everything, you know? So, like, you just have to accept that it was different. It was a different environment. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. I just don't – my point is just that, you know, let's say the LEC wins this year. I, I don't necessarily think that that means that it it doesn't count. That's my point. Yeah. Obviously, it's different, but I don't think you can completely discount it the way you would discount season one. No, and I, I don't. I don't think anyone should discount things. But I think, like, hi, let's hypothetically, this year happens, NA or EU wins Worlds somehow. You know, whatever. Everyone pops off, and then the next five years, China slams us again. Like, for me, it would be kind of hard to look at this year and then be like, "Yup, nothing weird happened." We, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I would, I would my, myself, whenever I talked about twenty twenty, be like, "Yes, we did win." But that was the Corona year, you know. So, like, I think that's where I'm coming from with with the asterisk ideas. Like, historically, in five years, you know, when this happens, I will pop off about the team that wins in 2020. But in 2025, if it was a, a really wacky year because upsets and weird shit usually happens when the status quo is disturbed, um, and if something does wack like wacky does happen, like North America winning, you know, I won't feel as good in five years as if we had just won in a normal year or something. 
I loved Mark your your statement that everything in twenty twenty has an asterisk, and I just feel like in the future, anytime we put the date twenty twenty anywhere, there should just be an asterisk at it's the five end. Five characters. Twenty twenty is now permanently stylized with an asterisk at the end. I, I said that about 2016, 2018, like just generally <laughs> years of years have just been getting worse over the last few. Well, this uh, this feels a little little special. Oh uh, yeah, this feels bad. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. All right, synthetic. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we uh, move on to a little break? Uh, no, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Raz was in the chat. Raz very vehemently disagrees with this take. Yeah, I was trying to spell rebuttal, but I'm. But uh, he does not I can't spell it. So, but he does not. He does not say anything other than it's bad. Why is everyone unable to challenge this? It's bad. Just say say what why it's bad. Raz will read out your yeah. your take. Anyway, <laughs> well, while Raz is figuring out, Raz was shut down with facts and logic. That's why he can't. Run. It's bad. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Alienware really quickly. I want to thank them so much uh, for being my sponsor. It is a unique time that we find ourselves in. Um, and I've been talking to them a little bit this past week about what it means that this is all going on. Cause obviously I have uh, coverage that they sponsor and right now unable to cover, cover that. And they've been quite good to, to chat with about all this stuff. And uh, we're going to start trying some different things and being kind of flexible. But I just want to say it, it's really nice to talk to and have uh, an interaction with a sponsor like Alienware, who, you know, in this situation is not like, well, well you don't have these LCS interviews. What are you going to do? It's like, hey, let's talk about how we, we figure this out. So I just want to give them a big shout out here during this little commercial break for them. But I also want to say, uh, you know, right now they've got some uh, great stuff over at Alienware.com slash Travis. We're using... Alienware hardware right now to stream this. Uh, actually, what was quite fun is Kelby, who was on last week's show, my buddy, he flew to Montreal uh, to hang out with uh, someone over there. And this past week, I, you know, hopefully it allows me using the story as a, as a plug, but I was able to hook him up with an Area 51M that I had at my apartment. So he can now do some hard, because he's a he loves gaming, all right? He plays Siege, he plays the inferior version of League of Legends. And uh, he's he's able to game just as if he's got a desktop with him using the Area 51M that uh, we actually use whenever we do road shows and all that type of stuff. So either way, there's some great stuff over at Alienware.com slash Travis, and it looks like they are still running their giveaway for the 25 gaming 25 inch gaming monitor in new Aurora R9 that exists on the LCS stage. No no idea yet on if uh, if teams will be using this remotely. Uh, but it looks like it, there's about an extra week. It ends on March 23rd. So if you're listening to this show in the next week, uh, you have a chance to go over there and enter it and, and have that to uh, to game on when you're at home. Either way, thanks so much to Alienware for sponsoring uh, the show and so much of the content we make. Love those guys. And uh, now we can read. Now we can read what Raz's take is. Raz says. How many weeks has LCS been down for because of the coronavirus? Just because of one fucking week, it's equal when LPL is in week three of games. Is this a joke? I don't know how long LCK will be down for. But we also don't know how long LCS will be down for, Raz. What if we get most of our games done, but then we don't go up for another couple of months? I mean, again, the rumors are that it's going to try to spin up sooner rather than later, but we don't know yet, so... 
I don't know. I think also, like, he focused on a part of the take that we weren't really focused on. Our, our general focus was on how does this affect League of Legends as a whole. Yeah. But, By the way... I mean, I'm just going to defend myself. It's five in the morning. I'm tired, okay? It's yeah, a lot fine. of effort. Yeah, man. No, and, I appreciate you is... doing this. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think it also depends if we're talking about, like, how quickly they can get back to actual normalcy, which is, you know, if who's going to be playing in summer and... and actual in-person games and stuff yeah if at the end of june everybody's back on stage again and summer split has been going for a while and everything feels great i feel like we're going to be looking at this a little differently uh msi will feel well, msi will still be whack but like i mean the question I, I don't know if we have this take yet uh mark and i'm afraid to ask but I mean, we don't know if MSI is going to happen. Like, I, I don't, I know Riot has said it's postponed and all that stuff, but we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And the thing is, even if things start to get better in these different countries, uh, how long is it going to take before the like visa situation gets stabilized and and players and teams can go to where they want to go? Like, I mean, I feel like there's a decent chance. That if this thing takes a little bit longer, MSI just gets skipped and we go straight into Worlds, assuming that we're good by then. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I mentioned, like, who knows when, like, actual... When I said actual normal I mean, like, travel and, like, we can actually have yeah. an international competition and we can actually, like, be playing games in person. Uh, because, for like, at least for spring, yeah, L LPL is, like, way further behind. But come come Worlds and Summer... You know, are they going to be able to start at least traveling domestically? No. We don't know. We don't Jack know. in the chat says that Alienware monitor is so good, LCS players can use the Riot Stage monitors remote from home and still have perfect clarity on Summoner's Rift. Alienware monitors are incredible, and you should buy one today. Thanks, Jack, for weighing in on the uh, situation. Appreciate it. Okay, next person. Yep. Ah. Uh. Lil Con, oh, I already said that. Uh, Big for Air, two months. Papega Industries, seven months. Yeah, effin. Uh, Robert Bruce, Mr. Cheese, a favorite uh, Twitch name of mine. Yonstar Hayoni, uh, Yonstar, Kylo Zen, Muzak, and Rabble Rouser. Thank you for the subs. Appreciate it. Cone is here. Cone, where are you calling from? Uh, Newcastle, Australia. Australia, fantastic. We've had a very uh, international hotline league with our European representative on the show and, and folks from Japan and Australia. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that I believe that Team Liquid will not improve significantly when LCS returns, uh, largely because the double lift benching saga doesn't really hasn't really been solved. Uh, the return of double lift after a single loss, uh, I believe, it undermines the message that was trying to be sent that no one's bigger than the team and motivation is necessary to play on stage, meaning that issues will be largely unsolved. So you think that, sorry, one more time. You, you, still don't, you don't think yeah, that the motivation issues bad. have been solved? No, I don't believe, I believe that because the way I see it, the benching was sort of like a way to, you know, uh, put double, double lift back in check, almost say, you know, uh, you have to be motivated to be part of the team. And if you're not, then we can, Bring in tactically tactical and will perform better because he wants to play. You know what I mean. And um, I believe that just subbing him back in after a single loss means that uh, the the, the issues are still there basically. 
You know what's interesting is, oh, so, uh, go ahead. I'll just send the. I don't think that got solved. Oh, medic, were you about to say something? No, okay. No, um, no. I that I think for me, I think there were some crazy stats about how much solo queue he went into. Uh, whenever he got benched, like it's almost interesting because I don't think it was like the one game or two. Ga- I I agree that the optics are really weird. Like uh, it's kind of strange to only bench for one game and then bring back, and it it tells this kind of weird story publicly. But it almost feels like just the the immediate benching thing was enough to wake him up and have him feel motivated. I mean, at the very least, that's the story he tells. But I feel like it, it's sort of demonstrated in the solo queue stats that we saw out of him. Uh, Medic, I'm kind of curious. Did did LEC folks talk about the double lift situation? I mean, I feel like if Perks got benched, that would be big news over in LCS. Uh, we, we, so we didn't talk, it on vo- uh, talk about it on broadcast, but we talked about it like off the broadcast and discussed it. And I think like for me, the major thing is the reasoning behind the benching, right? Because if it was purely a, like a C9 last year where it's like, no one's motivated, no one's trying, let's just chuck them off and like leave them off for a while. And then bring them back on when they when they start to perform again, then that's different to a, hey, Double have said, I'm struggling a little bit right now. I don't have the motivation to play. Can we do something about this? The, the way that Reckless did in 2018, I want to say, when he was, or 2019, when he was playing like the Janna. And, yeah. yeah, the bot lane switches, right? When Brippo came in. Was that last year? It was either last That's year or the 2018, yeah. Um, so... I think obviously it is a big change for the team and the fact that they won their first two games with tactical in was like great for them. But I, um, to me, unless you know the inner workings of like why team liquid made this decision and whether it was double of saying I needed a step down or whether it was, um, the coaching staff saying, Hey, you have to work harder. Otherwise, you know, you're fucking the team over. That's where the, the debate comes in because if it's the second one, I agree that losing one game and bringing double lift back just has a very bad look to it but if it's the first one and double lift is actually improving and is actually uh, like he's like okay i can come back into the team then i think it's fine yeah it's such a it's such a weird saga to talk about because you know i don't think it was like 2017 for double lift in tsm where he you know basically took that split off and they used turtle it does sound like he kind of was like, yeah, I'll I'll try team, and then they checked his solo queue, and it wasn't great, and he was playing bad, and he, he didn't have a great attitude and stuff. So, like, from my understanding, it was much more of a people, and especially the coaching staff, were not thrilled about his overall attitude. It wasn't like, hey, I need I need time off. I need I'm just like okay. you know not motivated. It doesn't sound like that. Maybe maybe it was, but and then to your other point, like, what's been the effect of this benching? You know, it's it's hard to to get a read on because he was already because from what I understand, he said from the time that they got double killed by Keith in the bot lane, he was already like, oh shit, you know, I gotta I gotta step up, and so I don't know if the benching like like was it just was he was he lying when he said that the Keith thing motivated him or like did the you know like what did the benching achieve? Because I it mean, in, kinda... in my interview, and I'll say this is was both in the real and the fake interview. Uh, the is, is the fake one the one that got pulled, or is the fake one the one that you put out? I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> the in, in both of them, uh, I just think it's funny that so many people were. Anyway, uh, the one thing that he said in in, in either interview was that he got his motivation back, and I think he tweeted this too when he got sick and couldn't play for a week. 
and that that and I remember you know I don't want to say too much uh, about Peter's stuff but I think he said this publicly that like when he took that split off on TSM it sucked for him not being able to like he he wanted to watch the games but didn't want to watch the games because he realized how badly he wanted to play I feel like that's what it is for a lot of these LCS pros is like yeah they will will complain about like how exhausting the schedule is or how they're burnt out or whatever. Take them away and watch their team play without them for a week, and they will immediately be like, "Pit me in," you know, like they get all of it back. And I think that that's what happened was watching Tactical come in those two wins uh, as they smashed without Peter. That was probably like the wake up call, which is I think, and I this is a lot of speculation on my part, um, but I think that that was part of the reason why the benching felt he felt a little salty at times was because he had been like, you know, he had finally gotten his moment where he wanted to play again. And then they're like, you can't even play now. And he's just like, what? So I actually feel as though, as I, as I mentioned, like both the sickness and the actual act of just being benched were the motivations. I don't think it needed to be one or two or three or four games of him not playing to get him into a good place. That being said, I, also think, I, I still think sorry. it's kind of a weird narrative not to have had him out for more than one game. I think like there is a major issue for Team Liquid though, because you're not in a like a dominant position in the league. You're sitting at six and eight. You're one win behind like playoff positions, and you have a tough strength, of, a tough schedule left. Right, like you've got Evil Geniuses, you've got Golden Guardians, FlyQuest, and C9. I think mm-hmm. like. You can't afford to have tactical in for another game and then lose it. If you think double lift is like your ringer that you need to bring in to try and like, if you want to give yourself the best chance to win games, even if perhaps his motivation isn't where you'd like it to be as a coaching staff, or even if he's not quite in the position teamwork wise that you'd like him to be, you can't afford to lose these games. So bring him in and then discipline him later if that's what you've got to do, right? Uh, But you, you need to be winning these games. Otherwise, you might not even make it into playoffs. And that's why I think to the caller's point about, you know, how this break is affecting Team Liquid is I'm probably a little bit with the caller where I actually don't think this is uh, good for them, probably. On the one hand, yes, maybe you have the extra time to develop, but I do think it takes off some of that pressure that we're talking about where you're like, we got to win now, like Medic's saying, and Doublelift's motivated now because he got benched and the team is, is uh, you know winning without him or whatever. And like, all those factors that were probably like hopefully a bit like a pressure cooker and you're trying to make a diamond, like this might just take the pressure off. So I, I could see it going both ways where it's like, yes, you have more time to improve, but just when you think you're starting to hit this groove of motivation and the team being like, no more fucking around, we need to win, then you're like, all right, time off. Everyone chill out. And I, I could see that being negative. So I'm actually going to take a opposing the take side? to you. Watch out. Yeah, I think that this will help them not only because it gives them more time, but I think it will help them from a... Okay, before, if you're in that team, it feels really weird, right? And this is a lot of speculation, by the way. I want to I wanna throw this out there. This is just me thinking about the vibes, all right? But the vibes weren't great, all right? They got harsh, <laughs> non-chill vibes. You've got like they're you're losing a ton. Broxa can't get over. Broxa gets over. You keep losing your captain, or I don't want to say captain, but your 
like the the face of the team is not motivated and then he gets sick and then he's out and then he's back in again and then he's potentially salty and then like then there's this weird thing like he was talking about how he his teammates lost uh, trust in him he had to earn it back like you've got all this stuff going on and like it's probably pretty awkward because you're walking in every day and everybody's kind of thinking about how this is what's the state of the team is. Well, guess what? Then this happens and it kind of gives you something else to think about, something else to talk about, something else to like, you kind of get to mentally move on from the place that you were at and start focusing on this other kind of weird thing that's happening. And so I think what it will do for TL is actually let the players on that team, the coaches and everybody, it's kind of like the palate cleanser or, you know, it's going to get that taste of weirdness out of your mouth and let you move on to like, how do we deal with this? You know, it's, it's, it's not so dramatic as like, uh, who's our, who's our new enemy. We can all team up against to kind of like bring back unity. But in a sense, it's like, they all have to figure out how to get through this together and I actually do think that it'll let them move on a little better. Um, stun you in the silence, wrong. Mark? No, there's a guy talking about Mordekaiser fucking relentlessly. It's in the Discord? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'll just kick it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's like... Don't let him distract you. <laughs> um... um. No, I think you're terribly wrong, and Ugh. I think uh, Team Liquid's doomed, and this will do nothing for them. I think ultimately uh, his motivation has come back in the sense that he wants to be back in the team. Like He doesn't want to be behind Tactical, but ultimately I think the motivation isn't really there to win. I think the motivation's there. I just think um, you wanted to be using this time to make very important strides in the team and being able to grind games and maybe they're still able to do that but from my experience in in these situations like as soon as the pressure is off it's hard to be like 1000 percent in it the way that you might have been when the pressure's on uh and as a final note double if was playing with old tsm in the in houses so there you go he wants out. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent how how you make your judgment I mean, calls. People, well. Yeah, people on yeah. the people on the Reddit thread were saying that was all Lena's idea. Um, so I don't know there if that go. was Peter's idea. Um, can I say though? Do you think we're overvaluing perhaps what could only be a week off? Right, like if if the league is only suspended for a week, say we do yeah. remote play after that. Like saying, oh, you have all this time to like readjust. Like we found out. 20 minutes before the show on Friday that things were going to be suspended for the week. I don't know when LCS found out like a day before or something, right? How much extra time do you actually get to like fix things as a team? Now, if it extends like three or four weeks or whatever, maybe then you have some time to like really work through issues. But just saying that this is the time you need to use to really shore up all those weaknesses when in, in actuality, like how much is a week going to be able to fix problems for a team like Team Liquid that have been struggling since... I mean, before Broxy even arrived, right? I mean, it's yeah. Sure. When you're down to the wire, I feel like a week can actually do a lot. I'm not saying that's true. Like it could be, like it could be the difference between not making playoffs or making playoffs. Let's put it that way, right? And if and if that's the difference that you need, like that that could mean everything for this split. So I think it could mean a lot. You're right that it's yep. not like they get like a whole month to reboot or something. But I think this I think this will help. By the way, Yamato Ken yeah. is in chat calling me Travis Gaffigan. And also, he uh, he's asking, uh, or he's asking why you're awake right now, medic. 
Well, I, I've slept for like five hours today already. So I went to bed at 10 last night and then woke up at three. I, I'm realizing Bye. that maybe all the LEC talents will be wide awake at this time and I can start doing a lot more Hotline League episodes. If Yamato will definitely be awake. Yamato stays up super late. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's go buy phasic sleep schedules. I think you should just do 20-minute uh, naps every four hours. You're on the Perfect Uberman? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had the... the... Yeah, that's a doctor telling you to do that, by the way, everyone. I've never done it myself. You'll probably die, but just try it. Oh, go, I, I've always wanted to try it. Part of me wondered, you know, could I do it, but... I can't get to sleep quickly enough to do it, so... Yeah, I can see that. All right, Cone, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, no, I'm all good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, have thanks a good so much, one. bro. See ya. All right, Mark's off to grab the next one. Some more shout-outs in, in the chat. Kuzco, thank you. Uh, Kuzco TV, Shiny Bisharp, Laziness... Merchant of Soul, Popsuvich, DLNA, Uzi Lol, Rebelcom for the 26 months, and the King of Elo Hell. Thank you for the sub. <clears throat> How many other subs can we get in the chat right now? That's just what I want to hear. All right. Let's uh, get some Twitch Primes going. That's my request. Neurocentric X. Am I saying that correct? You can just call me Neuro. Neuro. Uh, thanks for the call. Where are you calling from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. Unfortunate. That's a big feels yeah. bad. Um, I was actually, it was going to be my first press event and uh didn't work out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I think I saw you. Did you tweet at me when we were talking? I was tweeting yeah. about maybe the, the thing getting canceled. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. Hopefully, hopefully mm -hmm. they use this as a an excuse to go back in the in the future. But what do you want to talk I about on the show? Um, so I kind of want to talk about how I believe that the LEC has done so much better in terms of content, um, especially in the in-houses, and how um, Ovley has basically been trying to carry NA on her back in terms of content. Um, you know, you had you had Ender who came up, you know, who started the in-houses, and everything was really, really funny. It was just so chill, Mimi. It was hilarious. You had, you know, Vettius playing guitar and, like, casting on guitar and then doing an interview with Karzi that was all just in sing. And then you had Yamato casting in multiple different languages and then lore casting in French and, you know, and, and the, L the LCS in-houses were great as well. But I think that LEC content has just been so much better, um, really fun, really meme-y. I mean, we have one part of uh, LEC Tronic, I mean, on our <laughs> chat right now. Um, and it's just been a really great time i personally think and then you have the lcs which is trying to do these kind these types of things but ovley has been really trying her best um to kind of keep the content going and make it fun and make it exciting okay i just want to say i, I want to get into i want to get into your take but i just wanted to also show people it's not just ovley okay mark and i were trying to create the bait parm analyst desk uh for the for the ovley thing I had this whole thing yes. set up on stream. Uh, her her system was crashing, so people didn't get to see it. But I'm glad I could show it now. Um, this is the Bape Parm analyst desk. You see, bathing ape is also known as Bape, and then Parmesan. Anyway, also I was going to ask Mark. I was going to be like, let's take a look at the the LE, or the LCS stock market, Mark. And then I was going to be like, oh, uh, oops, I couldn't pull up the L LCS stock market, but I did bring oh, up the Dow the Jones. Up. Uh, oh, what do you no. think this? What do you think this means for us, Mark? Ooh. Anyway, 
I, I I see that and I see great opportunity. I just I just <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I just wanted to uh I just want to say we were trying. Uh but anyway, so Nero, you were it sounds like you were just more impressed with the LEC um community trying to come bit together maybe for the for the stream stuff than you were with the the LCS stuff. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that Flowers and I mean, Flowers is just hilarious anytime he casts. Um, and Azale was really good too. I mean, the, it was a really great production. It's just that I see a lot of a lot of more hilarity when it comes to LEC stuff, and I really appreciate that. Um, and I think that LCS sometimes tries to be too serious, but I, I love you know I love Avli's content. I love a lot of the stuff that they do on the analyst desk. I mean, some of the the weekly wagers have been really great. Um, some of the jet stat stuff has been really fun. So, but it's just, I, I think it's just, you really can't compare, um, the two of them. Um, and then obviously, you know, having the, the TSM reunion in, in the, uh, in the in-houses yesterday was really great too. And so it's just, but it's just a different level in the LEC, I think. Medic, were you at all involved in the LEC? Yeah, I did. Um, I cast on day one, I uh, did ASMR play by play, which was good fun. Yes. Uh, but I think like. A lot of that, none of that was planned, right? Like we had a couple of hours to organize it on the evening and we just organized it with teams and got uh, Riot to approve that we were allowed to do it because, you know, legally and such, there's a bunch of paperwork you have to get around. So I, I do just think it's a different attitude towards content in Europe and North America. And I'm not, I don't think either one is better or worse. It's just horses for courses because we're, we're very like free and easy and we're very much like we just want to make funny content. And like sometimes the league league of legends aspect of it can be secondary like chefius intros are just like is that actually about league of legends or is that just us memeing each other and having a bit of fun right whereas to me north america always feels like let's focus on the game and then we'll make funny stuff out of the game um so i, I, I yeah because i know you can't praise yourself when it's ever like Here's two competing products. Well, it's I mean, I'm, I'm fucking hilarious, Mark. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was going to say, I do think one thing I, I like about the LEC team, and I'm guilty of this on my own as well, is like I feel like you guys are more down to be collaborators in doing like your own stupid shit. Not just like, oh, this ended up on the LEC broadcast, but things that don't. Um, and I think uh, for the LCS a lot of us are, I don't know if it's like we're more introverted or we're more like reclusive or what, but I think a lot more of us are like less likely to like film a stupid behind the scenes thing and put it on Twitter. Whereas like when I was with Dracos at, I think it was like last MSI maybe, or maybe last Worlds, you know, he was like, hey, let's film this stupid thing and let's go grab it a room and we'll do it and I'll just tweet it. You know, and like, I don't think we almost ever do that as the LEC broadcast, which I think is something that, we should probably try and do more of because I think it works really well whenever I see you guys put some stupid shit on, on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. I mean, as much as I make fun of Jat uh, and his hourly podcast release schedule, I do. It is, it has been quite impressive to me that he has like been so dedicated. To... You, you cut out. Yeah. You cut out Travis. He's still just, he's still he's just, just gone. Impressive for me that he's consistently putting out content no, like was, this. I think, and he, he's putting... I think he was about to hit us with a butt. But Jat okay. sucks. And uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I don't know if anyone else can hear us, but I think the funny thing for me is, like, talking about making funny videos, if you see Vedius 
be that confident in making videos that often and putting himself out there. It's like, I, I can't find an excuse for myself. I'm just like, if this yeah. guy can do it, I have to be able to fucking do it. Right? Like, yeah, and obviously, to, to the caller's point, is the, the most on the NALCS broadcast team to just like film a stupid thing and put it out. Yeah. And I, I have a tendency to like, if I'm going to film something stupid, I like, I just tunnel in way too hard on it <laughs> versus yeah. like, uh, like, when I made paninis, you know, like I was just like, I'm a fucking like I have to make paninis for people, but I don't think I that have, was like, hilarious. I saw that with the mayonnaise. Right. That was really good. Yeah, but that was like a thing, you know. It wasn't like a whimsical thing to me. That was like I bought. I went to the store. I bought. It was everything. pretty whimsical, you know, it was, Mark. It was not off the cuff. That was a detailed. Which you can hear me now, right? Not non mayonnaise people. Yeah, we can. Yeah, hear I was you. just. I yeah. I wanted to make sure because I had to switch uh, sources for some weird reason. Okay, good. Yeah, but but even to the caller's point about the Jets stuff, I was really impressed with Jets like Instagram message. I don't know what you Instagram call Instagram like, essay. Oh, his like yeah. analysis. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like two thousand words of analysis in an Instagram post, and like I thought that was really cool. Uh, and it was it was nice that he was getting his his thoughts out there. But at the same time, to the caller's point, it was also you know extremely serious and not usually not very funny, or like not it was like a joke or two, but humor was not the point. And so like I do think. That's one area that the LEC broadcast is way ahead is just their willingness and ability to find humor in stupid situations, even if it's not going to end up on the broadcast. I mean, I feel like you guys have, is, as personalities, more involvement. And Mark, feel free to correct me if I'm, I'm wrong because you would have deeper insight into the pro- broadcast. But, I mean, even down to, like, writing the music for, like, the uh, – I don't know if you guys consider them, like, sponsor deliverables or whatever, but the Kia, like, opening split yeah. stuff, like – I don't know if those are hype videos, if they're sponsor things, maybe it's all of the same. It's a sponsor video that we use as yes. hype usually. And so like it, it feels like you guys are even more involved in just the creation of that than maybe some of the talent would be in LCS. And I'm not even I'm not trying to flame the LCS talent. I just it's a bit of a difference where perhaps you guys being so creatively involved in those projects also allows for a moment like this for you guys to come together and be creative and collaborative in a in a different way than maybe we were able to pull off as the LCS this past week, you know, as a community thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how involved LCS are, but like we have Dracos and Vedios who are both full time, and they like they are directly linked in with the publishing team. So like if if publishing wants an idea for an advert, they'll be like, okay, we have these three key shoots we need to do. What are your ideas? And we'll just crowdsource ideas. So. There is a lot of um, talent-led segments on the broadcast. And although this year we've moved more towards producers telling us what they want, there's still a lot of freedom to say, hey, I want to do this sort of cold open. Like the D&D cold open, I just pitched it a couple of weeks before, and they're like, okay, we can do that this week. And then Sheffius, et cetera, et cetera. The producers are, yeah, are yeah. telling you guys what they want you to do now? Is this is there a fight? No, no, it's not a fight. Say, it's just because... Um, uh, do this, and you say, "Wait, what? I thought we were gonna... no." I'm the producer. You do what I say. <laughs> Blink twice if they're controlling your yeah. creative. <laughs> um, no, we just because um, of all the freelancers this year. Like the producers have a meeting on Tuesday with pitches, and they're like, "Okay, this is how the show is going to run." So it's still like there is still a talent-led degree where we can pitch what we want, but the producers in the end make the show. Yeah, it's, it's a similar thing in, in NA. Apparently you uh, did blink twice, Medic. I don't know if you did that intentionally. Oh, I, yeah, it was very deliberate. Very it's deliberate. not because it's like 5.30 a.m. and you're no. probably tired now. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a similar thing. I mean, I'm also not the most connected, so like, I don't think I could like, I don't know the right word for it, but like requisition a, a, t- uh, a social media team to be like, hey, make something funny for me. 
um, because I'm also not a full-time employee either. So like, I'm probably not the best person to give insight on it. Oh yeah. I, like I would have no, I'd have no ability to say, Hey guys, can you do this for me? Like I can't, I, I don't use right resources to make my stuff. I could say, Hey, I made this. Do you want to use it? But I couldn't ask them to do stuff for me. Well, uh, Nero, Nero, what would you have liked to have seen this past weekend out of the LCS uh, folks as they came together? And it, we should say again, you know, everything that the LC, LEC and LCS teams, talent teams did this past weekend was just kind of voluntarily fun stuff. Like this was not a riot thing. It just kind of happened this way. But what would you have liked to have seen more in like the, the LCS community stuff that Ovley was putting together? You know, I'm not sure. I think that's kind of a tough question um, simply because, I mean, anything that they did was I was so thankful for. And I think the community was so thankful for it because they took time to do it. They didn't have to do it. Nobody had to do the in-houses. Nobody had to cast. Nobody had to be a part of it. And everybody was. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm not grateful because I really, really am to everybody that that came came along and did it. Um, and I loved Avali's like teaching everybody how to wash their hands with like pictures and the germs and all that. I mean, Apparently I think she made was, fun of me. I didn't even see that part. I think it was pictures of you and Ender and it was just absolutely hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I really don't know what I would have liked to see. I was just so thankful that they did it anyway. Um, but I just noticed a lot more, I guess, a lot more free form, um, a lot more craziness and silliness and a lot more people just kind of jumping in. Whereas, you know, it was kind of a fixed, you know, Avali, Azale, Flowers, and then you and Mark trying to do your, the analyst desk thing. And then maybe like a pop in from Doublelift. But other than that, it was just pretty set. And whereas the LEC just kind of had people kind of flowing in and out. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good conversation point. And I can't say I, I necessarily disagree on the, the, what is the, LEC, it's instead of bot gap or top, whatever, it's like LEC production by gap. Yeah. Nero, thanks so much for the call. Sorry again about the the event in Texas. Hopefully things turn around. Uh, but thanks for calling in. Anything you want to say as we move on to the next caller? Um, I'm a new esports writer. Uh, Twitter is Neuro Esports LOL. If you want to check me out, I've done some articles, some interviews. It's been really great. Um, and thank you guys for having me on. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, moving on to the next caller. A couple quick shout outs. Rebelcom, the king of Aloha, I said them, are and news. Thank you for the two months resubscribing. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, how are you doing, Medic? You, you are you going to go to sleep after this? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to nap for a few hours after this, I think. Okay. Well, thank you for waking up in the middle of the night to do this. Thank you for doing no it two nights in a row. If you other people didn't notice, yeah, medic, I woke up last or I, I got a message at seven forty five last night, twenty four hours ago, from medic that was like, "Hey, what's up? Good mor, good evening, good morning." And I was like, "You said it was Monday, and for me that was Monday." Yeah, yes, I so said I Monday like, oh. at eight my time. <laughs> Unfortunately, Monday at eight my time is right now, not yeah, yeah. twenty four hours ago. That's fine. Shean is here. Shean, where are you calling from? Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan. You did send a thousand bits earlier. I appreciate it. I want to let people know Mark did not pull him for that. We have we actually have a very great unbiased system wherein Mark receives none of the money from the subs and the bits. 
So he's an unbiased. And I don't even pay attention. So he's an unbiased person whenever he calls people, and we've done that intentionally. I would love to share some of the money from these subs and bits with him, but it would bias him towards you know pulling different people. So this is how we we've solved that problem. Actually, Travis doesn't know, but there's actually a black market under the table system for getting on the show. <laughs> Sheehan, let's uh, let's get a deer call. What do you want to talk about? All right. So my take is that the coronavirus delays in various regions aren't really going to impact play levels too much because players are all still going to be playing the game and they're all still going to be pros. They're not going to just, oh God, I didn't get a week of playtime on stage. I am now garbage. But I'm actually worried about the economic ramifications for the various leagues with sponsors. Uh, so go ahead. I, I'd like to focus more on the second than the first, just because we've talked about the first a little bit already, but you said you're worried about the economics. So what are you worried about? So with the stock market going in a non-positive direction, let's just say a lot of companies are going to become more hesitant with their spending, especially with a lot of the companies that would be likely to be doing sponsorships would not be as likely to now because my biggest idea here is that so the average demographic that they'd probably be wanting to advertise to for the LCS is going to be late teenagers to young adults, I'm assuming. It's like 18 to 34. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that with things like the Bud Light and Alienware. Shout out Alienware sponsor. But yeah, please don't tell me sponsors with, are going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> but my worry is with the with the economy looking a little rough from this, sponsors could be a little bit more nervous about putting money in places they deem as not necessary, like in esports, which is an unproven industry right now. Yeah, we do so need we do need Kelby May for this call. Unfortunately, I think he just went to sleep. Uh, oh, I was I was thinking you you could you could field it a little bit. No, I, I definitely can't. I'm not saying we can't do it. I just stuff. he'd be perfect to talk about it because I've talked to him a little bit about it recently. Um, the the thing that okay, a couple different ways of looking into this. One, it's hard to speculate on the on the economy. Obviously, things are looking. None of us are economists. Uh, one of us is a doctor, but none of us are economists. And as so sort of speculating about what all this stuff is going to mean is uh, is weird. Actually, is Hefty Chen in the chat, my financial advisor? Uh, he likes to hang out here sometimes. So he'd also be fun to have on the show. But I think uh, at least in the short term, there's some interesting stuff I've heard is happening, one of which is a lot of these companies have marketing allocation towards events. And events are a place where you spend a ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes, right? Like think about how much money different companies spend going to E3 and paying to put up stuff there or how much money people pay for any of the events that are getting canceled right now. How much money uh, sponsors spend on sports, which can't happen right now. So I think assuming uh, LCS and esports can get up and running again soon, and I've been hearing really good things about about LCS potentially uh, coming up as soon as this weekend. Uh, I don't know what's going on with LEC, but hopefully it's similar. There's a short-term situation where these budgets have already been allocated, 
and potentially we will see or sorry the the budget's already there like the 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 marketing departments already have access to this money they're just going to reallocate it over to something like esports or streaming or whatever so i think that that could be good long term yeah i don't know i mean gaming in general people have speculated um as being and and potentially esports as well as being somewhat recession proof because if you're not going out on vacations and going to uh you know i, I don't know any number of different things that you would spend a lot of money on you come you stay inside you play video games and so uh, who knows what that could mean potentially for us but yeah it, it could be interesting medic has there been much discussion i i know that the u.s stock markets are obviously not doing so well i don't know if you've paid attention or if there's any discussion about what's going on in europe um, I mean, generally things are like on a downward trend as you'd expect, right? But the hope is that it it bounces back relatively quickly after everything goes to, um, like blows over. I think like just the the discussion around whether leaguers or video games are recession proof is interesting to me, especially with Steam hitting the highest peak concurrent users it had uh, this last weekend, like twenty million people. Um, I do crashing. wonder whether yeah, before crashing. <laughs> so, I do wonder whether the the ability to scale up and the ability to like catch on to some of these sponsors is going to be uh, if we're going to be aware enough to do it, or whether we're all going to be scrambling so much just to get things to work in the meantime that we're actually not going to jump on a lot of these opportunities. So, yeah, I think the recession. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I was going to say the recession proof thing was interesting because I, I looked into this a lot during like twenty two thousand and eight. Excuse me. Uh, when like the big recession in America hit and like every industry, entertainment industry kind of went down. Uh, if, if I remember this correctly. And so once again, not an economist, you know, whatever. Uh, I think I remember seeing like movies were down and uh, I think books were down. Everything was down, but video games were actually normal or up okay. even. Uh, so like at least the larger industry seems fine. Um, whether or not, Esports is recession proof is another question because it does feel like we're more integrated with other things. Um, with things events, like sponsorships, for instance, like we can't do events yeah. right now, so that's like a huge problem, right? And like video games don't care about events, like it's fucking epic games. Go play another 50 hours of Fortnite, who gives a fuck, you know? Like, I think, uh, if we can where we land on that spectrum between like video games literally can be played anywhere at any time for free to like esports needs events or, or, or sponsors or whatever to succeed. Yeah. I wonder like, do you hit high or even peak concurrent viewers on a, an LEC finals that isn't in a stadium? Like if we get Fnatic G2 played online with casting remotely, do you get anywhere near a million right. viewers? Right. The answer is probably not. Right. Unless Probably everybody's not, stuck at home. Maybe everyone's stuck inside. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, what is what is Twitch viewership going to look like? I I mean, I, obviously, we won't know, but I think a lot of questions around, I, you know, I'd love to see what league numbers look like right now. I, I Literally, as I mentioned at the start of the show, you drive outside, no one's outside. They're probably they're probably all playing Watching league games, is what I'm getting at. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I do worry. So, Shean, back to your point about esports. I'm a little less worried about marketing budgets. I'm also, uh, if we are headed into a recession, I think I'm more worried about the fact that a lot of these teams don't make money right now and are taking investment money. 
how long can they last in those situations? You know, I, I think it's just an interesting uh, conundrum. That is, um, the other thing that I just thought of while talking is there's a lot of startups and small sort of one guy wants to develop an app and then suddenly becomes his own startup for gaming in general, but also in esports, majority of these companies are startups. Majority of these teams are startups that got just big. And I don't know how venture capitalists will react to this recession, but I'd assume that they'd be a little bit more hesitant on giving just for a little bit until they can start being more economically comfortable again. So I'd wonder how that would impact a lot of these smaller people as well as, and I'm going to make this part very brief just because I don't want to get into somebody else's take if I didn't see it, but I do think this would be a perfect time for little sponsored tournaments that include amateur stuff. So have like a Alienware sponsored tournament of a bunch of little challenger or academy teams, or you could even get some of the Latin America North teams versus NA teams get a little quote-unquote international competition there and you could have some sponsorship going in there and get some revenue going still yeah i mean i i think it kind of depends i mean if if lcs normally those amateur events get kind of crowded out i mean academy doesn't get that great of viewership right and i think a lot of that is because they get crowded out narrative from a narrative perspective from a timing perspective by all the different leagues that are going on in in the world so if the league spin up soon as we expect them to. I think that's that's something that'll happen. Is uh, or it, it, we won't necessarily have a spot for the sort of amateur stuff. But I mean, maybe there's just a world where a lot of people are playing video games, and that's a good enough reason to do stuff like this. I don't know. I don't know. Medic, you have any thoughts on this stuff? I think you hit the nail on the head. The major issue is always going to be whether you get the return on investment from sponsoring an event like that, right? Like, what what is your benchmark? Because if you get five thousand viewers on an academy stream, like I, I don't know if that's good numbers or like a, a, a series of tournaments, because you're not going to get the best teams because they will broke it into contracts with whichever league they're in, and they're not going to be allowed to do tournaments outside of that. So, can you get enough money from? secondary or tertiary teams to actually make that a viable option and if not how do you alter it or change it slightly to make it more fun to watch so that people aren't watching only for gameplay but they're watching for other aspects of it right yeah yeah hey shan thanks so much if you work it out tell me because i'd love to cast that event (laughs) so shan thank you so much for the call thank you for having me. anything you want to say shout out to the sponsors and Shout out to you guys for still putting out content on this break. It is very boring when all you watch is esports and there's no esports. Yeah. No, I, uh, a friend of mine called, or a friend of mine messaged me. Um, actually, again, the, uh, Jeff, who I was, I, my financial guy, he messaged me and he's like, my weekend is over. LCS isn't playing. Markets are down. LCS is down. I don't even know what's going on. It's a, it's a tough time. Anyway, thanks so much. Yeah, for where, where is yeah. everyone, huh? If everyone's so fucking bored, why aren't yeah. they watching this show? What's huh? going on? Uh, they're watch- uh, the problem is everyone else is streaming. I don't want to say who's streaming because people will leave the stream to go see them. But uh, Doublelift is streaming, for instance. He's a jerk. 
I don't know why. I, I don't want to say who's streaming. Double lift is what? What happened there? Travis? Yeah, I just say I. Yeah, but League's only at a hundred k viewers. It's not even like up. Like it's, I mean, like, it's also like middle of the night, East Coast, right? So not middle of the night, but it's getting late. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's one o'clock almost. Uh, yeah, I, I, I count it as middle of the night. I'm a ten yeah, o'clock bedtime man. Gordon so. Hayward is streaming, uh, late night league, which is honestly just the generic knockoff version of Hotline League. So don't go watch that. All right, Gordon Hayward, he doesn't. We don't need that. Anyway, uh, what was I'm looking for him now. Yeah, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, two more calls to go, and then we are done. Hey, hey, no one leave. I see you guys in Twitch chat saying you're going to leave. Don't leave. Nicole just opened up a beer behind me. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but the party's just starting here on the Travis Gafford channel. All right? Rip it. Nobody leave. Don't leave, Nicole. Okay. Um, what are we doing? You're talking to this caller? Big for Air is here. Big for Air, where, where, where are you calling from? Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. How's it going in Detroit? Have you, are you guys shut down? Yeah, for sure. Um, I work for one of the automakers, so we completely shut down a 10,000-person uh, office building. So we're working at home for the next three, four weeks. Crazy. Are the yeah. – well, I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I think that as a CLG fan, since probably – I guess I can mark it as spring split um, 2015. Miss Lissandra Alt by Link, I'll never forgive you. Um, the team has been missing a little bit of an edge. And, you know, I, I know that Peter had a lot to do with that and someone that had to prove something. And I feel like with kind of Poelter's snub uh, in the offseason here and not having him as a mid for a major team or, or any team whatsoever. You know, I feel like he's got something to prove, and I know there might have been, and, and, and obviously I'm not on the inside, you know, communication issues with Crown. Um, we see how that ended. Uh, I feel like the individual talent is there on CLG, and I feel like Pole Belter could be kind of that person to have that kind of aggression and kind of, and especially with, and I know I might be reading a lot, you know, way too much into one play, but just the way he ended that game the other day um, with the triple kill and an aggression that I honestly haven't seen out of Pope in a while. Um, he's usually, you know, been more of a control mage mid and, and I, I could be wrong on that, but I just feel like I've never seen him kind of pop off. I feel like That's he's it. the centerpiece of this team now. Yeah. Um, I feel like that he's the person that, you know, could take CLG to maybe even third or maybe even get a world spot in summer split. All right. Well, I'm going to bring this directly to Medic. Medic, the C- the the play that Paul Belcher oh, yeah. made one week ago. Uh, I remember the Syndra one, right, where he hits the scout of the week? Uh, yeah, 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 that one. That three one. people yeah, gets a kill, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. No, um, I think I think Mark can help help me with this one out as our, our friend starts to fall asleep. But uh, as the light starts to come, I notice the window behind you is getting brighter. Oh, shit, there is a window. Yeah, there. the birds have started singing oh, as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's cool. It's cool, man. Right. I wouldn't have said yes if I didn't want to do it. So. I know, I know. But everybody needs to love Medic. Uh, go follow his social media and all that stuff because it's fantastic. He's. I would never do this for him or anyone in LEC. <laughs> so it is shocking. I'm not even kidding. So it is shocking. Don't worry. He's no, done one, no one would ever ask you. So you would never yeah. let anyone. Yeah, well, let's get into the call. Mark, uh, Poe uh, Belter. Is Poe Belter going to save CLG? 
Can we define saving CLG for me here? Winning games? Big Fair, what, what constitutes success for CLG having Paul Belter join? I mean, I know this seems like a long shot, but I feel like um, success is defined by making worlds, obviously. I mean, if, if from where we are right now in our current state as CLG, if we're making top four, I'm super excited. Um, is this for summer or? Yeah, for summer, for summer, you know, because okay. this is lost. This is absolutely lost. Okay, so you're punting spring. spring. Yeah, we're okay. punting it, right? But I, I think that there's enough individual talent on this team to be able to execute something because I, I don't see enough bad things out of the other positions on this team. And I felt like there was a lot more coordination, a lot more cohesiveness, even in the you know two weeks that Poe Belter played. So I feel like that I define, I would honestly define success and be happy. And I hate to say it, but even if we miss Worlds and finished fourth again, in North America, but I, I feel like we have the potential, there's that word again, to get <laughs> top three, um, you know, and hit and hit a world's birth in so, the summer. Mark, at what point yep. in time do we stop calling them the faithful and we just start referring to them as like cultists? You know, like the, the type of people who, who believe that like the earth is flat like or zealots, something. You know, or but I like I like the 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 occult of CLGs. It's good. Uh yeah, they're. I don't think they're quite there yet because I'm not down with the the making worlds thing. I think TL completely has to implode, to and then it's like C9 and TSM, and then like some every other team has to fall apart, and that 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 would be contending, like FlyQuest and stuff, for then CLG to leapfrog over everyone to take that third spot. So I think Worlds is pretty pretty far out there. I think. Playoffs in summer is is certainly within range. Uh, I think CLGs looked a lot better. I think that they have the uh, capacity to continue improving, whereas some teams like Immortals still suss me out a little bit. Um, I do think that Immortals actually has a decent ceiling too, uh, and I don't want to flame Aka too much, but I think if they can improve their mid lane position, like a Pobelter Immortals would look really good to me. Um, so I think. Pobelter, like you're saying, he's. I think he's really good. He's always been really good domestically, and people always forget that because of what happens after the split ends. And he goes international and usually underperforms relative to his domestic expectations. But I think he's actually really good. He's won some finals MVPs for his play because he he does make big Azir plays and stuff like that all the time. Uh, so I'm with you on CLG into playoffs, which is eight in summer. Uh, but I will say like maybe top six. I, I would buy that, but. Top four is starting to get pretty tough because that means you're beating people in best of fives and stuff. Listen, man, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, we've been, we, I feel like we've been waiting forever. Um, you know, and I feel like, you know, it's only been, hey, last year we were so close. Um, and I feel like the core of this team is pretty decent. And I, I have to be honest that, you know, it's it hasn't been aside from the the whole crown fiasco and everything else like that. I think the only thing that's really missing right now is our drafts. I, I feel like Song has a lot to prove when we come back, and I, I'd like to see some better drafts that play to the team's um, personalities better. Um, I, I feel like they the drafts have been overly bland or trying to play on like one super win condition that we can never hit. Um, you know, 
and yeah, we we know we're a cult. That's the funny thing about the CLG Reddit subreddit and and our fans is that people think we're negative, but I think overall it's just that we're really passionate and you know we're we're really longstanding fans and we're just we're hoping for a miracle here this summer split. I think a miracle is what you'll need. Hey, thanks so much, Big for Air. Yeah. Anything you want to say? Yeah, shout out to Alienware. Bought my uh, son a uh, Alienware laptop, and uh, he loves it. So thanks for that. I love stories like that. Thanks so much, man. And I, it is actually so cool whenever people talk about my sponsors like that. <laughs> it's just like, like no, oh, it's so helpful when people. I mean, it is helpful, me. but it's also like it's just so unique. Like I, I wish true. it's it's hard to explain how nobody nobody's calling to the LCS to talk about Alienware. That's true. Webster. You don't know that. Webster. <laughs> Chris, sorry, one second. Chris Greeley gets a call. Hey, I, my name is Bob, and I just wanted to let Dash you know, Commissioner of the LCS, that Ooh. Alienware is sick. Dash, Dash doesn't have to build any segments, you know, because he's he's just the host. So, uh, yeah, he's he's just taking phone calls throughout the week if you want to call. Web, Web, Webster. <laughs> where are you calling from? Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. How's things looking in Philly? Not too good. We're kind of on the late end of the uh, outbreak, but it's starting to spread quite quick. So we're all quite isolated right now. Oh, is the are, are things closed yet? Oh yeah, yeah. They're closing non-essential businesses across the state. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I think you know, just as a little tangent here, you hear like New York, you hear L.A., you hear San Francisco, and then it just kind of becomes like everywhere else, and you don't. So it's hard to kind of yeah. keep up with like where it's happening, but it just feels like states and cities are are shutting things down. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show, though? Um, I want to talk about the state of uh, high yellow cell acute right now due to this uh, coronavirus outbreak. And just to, to go right into it, I, I want to start off by saying high yellow solo queue, um, like high diamond master challenger, is the best it's ever been. I've been playing league for 10 years. Um, if you check any professional player right now, they've played within the past hour. They are grinding mid-season, which is a rare condition that you really don't see from the LCS. Um, we're getting mixed in with the pro players now, and we're really getting to see the talent mix in with all the solo queue you know, gods that you think of. And it's creating this interesting dynamic where, where you really get to see what it takes to be a pro player and what it really takes to be like to jump to that next level and the the game the quality of the games and how entertaining it is we're all stuck at home we're all watching streams we're all playing games it's just been entertaining you're seeing these pro players i mean if you see one pro player you're seeing him normally duoing with someone on his team you get to play with two professional players in their own dynamic their own element say you're stuck bot lane against you know double lift you, you get to see something that you rarely get to see during the season. And I think it's a positive thing that we can take from this virus. Uh, that's, I think it's an interesting take a little bit. Um, I wonder, you know, how much, I, I know teams are still scrimming. I wonder if it's a little bit lighter and if they are playing more solo queue overall. Do you have any um, hard, like, I don't want to say hard evidence, like, <laughs> Like you, you need to present well, a study, but like, do, do, have you seen like, oh, specifically, I've seen this player play ten more games and and like or whatever. Use um, I guess I can use uh, and I don't know if there's any specific, but but just generally, you're seeing like 
normally this season, solo queue players that are master challenger, you're, we're basically just playing against ourselves and we're playing against each other. And you kind of understand, oh, there's a, you know, a solo queue player that I've played against a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You, now we're playing against people who are professional players. They have this synergy with someone. They're being paid to play, and and introducing us to these players is just so good for the league community. Like I feel like I I feel more like the old days of league when back in like season three when when I really started playing heavily. I feel more integrated. There there always seems like uh, there's a separation between the pro players and like solo queue players. And since the majority of us play solo queue, this feels like a really cool way to like feel integrated with the community again like all of us are one now we're all stuck at home we're all playing solo queue and it just feels really good to you know play against professionals and and just be one single thing not solo queue and lcs now it's just we're all kind of stuck in solo queue playing and if the games are going to be online it's going to feel you know like i'm just watching a high of solo queue game you know same as normal so sorry guys we're fixing discord one second should be getting back in. And there we go. He's tapping his mic. We're back. Hello. Yeah, um, stop tapping your hello. mic. Hello. Oh. Yeah. But I do think I, I do agree with you. I think it's um it is the essence of esports and the essence of like professional video games that you play on the same playing field as everyone else and as the professionals. And that's like being able to have them in your games. I'm not like high enough ELO to do it, but like last year when Team Liquid came across, I remember playing against Core JJ in bottom lane. Uh, when he was like leveling up his account and it was just like, i got destroyed but it was so much fun to have like that experience and just being able to like um play against professionals i think it's great for the league and i know um i have a friend who plays formula one esports as well and he got matched up against an actual formula one driver in one of his games it's just like that it's just it, it's what makes video games and esports so special in my opinion so um i think it's really cool i think it, it, it will in- improve na solo queue whether it will have a lasting effect i don't really know um and probably improve eu solo queue as well but i was that's what i was gonna ask is like i feel like i always see maybe it's just because you guys aren't as vocal about but i see less of a complaint about eu solo queue uh in general so like i can see how for north america an influx of the amount of games pros are playing feels good for the entire environment uh but i don't know if that's something that is as noticeable in EU. So, like, I don't play at the very top end, um, but from what I see and what I hear, EU players seem to be more willing just to grind solo queue games than NA players. And this is like purely hearsay. Like, I don't actually have any numbers or anything to back that up. But mm-hmm. I see like Caps and Perks and Yankos and Mickey will all be playing and streaming a couple of times a week of just like grinding solo queue games and grinding uh, high ELO games. And like our top 10 is made of seven uh professional players and three like erl players so mm-hmm. i know that eu players are seem to be very willing to just play extra solo queue games we also have a much like larger catchment area right so our, our server is bigger so the higher end is likely to be slightly higher echelon because you have this refinement of players yeah yeah i still think it's cool like you were saying before yeah. just being able to play against people if uh, Travis in Skype said Discord won't take his mic. Yeah, can you uh, can you guys hear me through Skype? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Now. Okay, so the caller can't hear me. Hear me. Twitch chat. Twitch chat can hear me. Everyone can hear me except for the caller. So do you want to okay, ask I'll, the caller if he has anything he wants to say at the end here? 
Oh, yeah. Webstar. So Travis is having tech problems because he's a terrible host. Uh, but he wanted me to ask you if there's anything you want to say uh, before you, you head out. Yeah, Um, I actually am employed. This is just a random thing, but I'm actually my employer is uh, Nasdaq. And I just want to tell everybody that while everyone thinks that the stock market tanking is a bad thing for everyone, there's an interesting dynamic to this. Now, remember, every time someone trades, some things like NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange take uh, a percentage of it. So if people are trading a ton down and if people are trading a ton up, it's very good. So there's very few people out there making a ton of money while most people are losing their money. But just an interesting fact from someone that works for the industry. Interesting. Uh, can you hit me with a DM when it's about time to throw <laughs> some more money? Like right when we're bottoming out of this? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't, I can't um, talk about it like more than that, honestly. I, I'm under a, a NDA, but I mean, yeah, just not insider trading. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's yeah, insider yeah. trading. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, friendly, a couple beers between us. You know, what do you think? Is it looking I, like it's going to start turning Mark around soon? Suggesting yeah, a federal know, you know? crime right I, now on the I show. I definitely don't, you know, work on the exchanges themselves. So don't worry All about right, that. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, shout mm -hmm. out to Alienware. The uh, Just got a monitor from them. It's fantastic. So. Thanks. Thank Excellent. Thanks so much, man. Thanks so much, Webstar. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I booted him out, Travis. It's just us. Yeah, that worked out really well. I was saying goodbye to him as he was saying goodbye, even though he couldn't hear me. Anyway, that's the show. Medic, yep. do you have anything you want to cool. say as the sun is now fully alive behind you? Uh, yeah, I just hope we get back to League of Legends soon. Thank you very much for having me. Obviously, it's been good fun. Uh, not as many medical questions as I expected, so that's always a bonus because I think I probably would have uh, stumbled over some of my words. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah, great fun. Thank you. I didn't know if you want me to pull. There was, I saw like one or two in there. I was like, these are just like strictly medical questions. I yeah, like I think that's good that we didn't just go through those. So. Okay, yeah. I'll were keep they, that were they coronavirus here. questions or were they just like, hey, um, yeah, yeah, I yeah, have a rash on my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not like car talk where someone's like trying to diagnose themselves. No, it was it was like Corona questions, I think. But like, I, yeah, I'll I'll make sure not to just pull strictly medicine things. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, Mark, anything you want to shout out? No, uh, I started playing The Witcher because I'm bored and I, I need something to keep me busy. So I'm playing The Witcher until Animal Crossing comes out in a couple days. Uh, I also had an idea of like retroing or like changing tombs of annihilation the uh D&D &D campaign into like a modern coronavirus thing uh and then i, I was going to see if i could get some people to play it maybe online uh but i don't know if it's, it'll work out cuz it, it works i think that campaign actually is like really close to to what it would be anyways i want to give a shout out to reggie in twitch chat who has been saying really nice things about me for the past 10 to 15 minutes Probably because he's bored as shit. So that's the only he, that's we haven't seen him here for a while. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to Animal Crossing. I I went and found an Animal Crossing Switch for Nicole because uh, she likes Whoa, both Witcher and it's Animal pretty Crossing. Serious. Yep, we've taken it to that level. Um, all right. Anything uh, for other than that, I'll be around this week creating some content. Going to try and do some different stuff. Mark and I were talking about creating some stuff. We'll see. Uh, but. Stay safe, everyone. Stay inside. Only go out if you absolutely have to order delivery or have groceries. 
Uh, and and even if your area allows you to go to the restaurant, be smart. Thanks, Medic, for coming on the show, for staying up in the middle of the night. That's mm-hmm. actually super cool. Uh, and that's it, everyone. Thanks so much.